All right, this is Stephen Wagesbeck here at LABI here with a very special guest, a, a great congresswoman and a great friend, Julia Letlow, newly elected member from North Louisiana. Julia, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Stephen. It's an honor to be here. Awesome. Well, look, I, I would tell you just a quick side story. You know, like typically on most days, my wife thinks I have a very boring job. <laughs> but this morning I told her, hey, you're actually going to think this is interesting. I'm going to be talking to Julia Letlow Aww. today, and she's a huge fan. And so um, today, finally, I was cool walking out, walking out of the house today. So that's well, because I'm, glad I'm talking to you. I could provide so. that for you, but I'm actually a huge fan of your wife. So Well, yeah. they, well maybe you two should be on the <laughs> podcast. I should just get out of the room and y'all should talk. So right. There no, you go. That's great. Well, look, um, I wanted to uh, first, let's get right to it. You know, you're brand new into Congress. You've been there, what, a couple months now, I guess it is. Three is that weeks. Right? Three weeks. Oh, my God, time flies and having fun. Mm-hmm. So give me some first quick reactions, what it's like, and, and what's the transition been like for you? Sure. Well, humbling, to say the least, you know, to walk those halls, uh, the the reverence that you feel sure. uh, when you enter those buildings. Um, you know, you just kind of overcome with um, just emotion, I sure. would say, but also um, just pride that you get to represent uh, the people that you grew up uh, knowing and loving uh, you know, over the last year and a half, I had the immense honor of traveling all 24 parishes with Luke as he campaigned for this exact seat. And just uh, the people stole my heart. And so to walk through those halls and know that I'm there to do a job and to represent them, um, I can't think of anything greater that I'd want to do with my time. Such an honor, such a privilege, That's but it. such a well-deserved role for you. Let's be honest. I mean, you've you proved that on the campaign trail. You've proved that over the last year. Everyone that we've spoken with that has encountered you just walked away tremendously impressed. So um, I know everyone's excited about you being up there. So walk, uh, you know, so you, you go up there, right. you're unpacking, you're yep. in a strange land with right. strange things and bells right. are going off in the clock and it's time to go. Back. Right. What is, what is it like being the new kid in school over there? I mean, do you know where you're going? Do you be pointing <laughs> in the right direction? I mean, give me some of the behind the scenes on how this I is gotta going I got to tell you. you. So it feels like literally your first day of freshman year and you go in and you're I mean you're like, okay Garrett where do I sit in the cafeteria like now you know uh, Garrett's a prankster like, yeah, oh he oh, can big put time. you in a tough spot if oh you do yeah that. and he, they have been uh the hazing is real but um no it's 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 been um it, it was exciting you know you had those butterflies you don't sure. sleep the night before but um, everybody was just so welcoming, opening uh, to with opening their their hearts and um, their arms to me, uh, just making sure that I was comfortable and that I had everything that I needed. Uh, but I have to say, I have to give credit where credit is due. Luke put together an amazing team <laughs> that um, a lot of members don't have when they get there, raring to go, uh, that can guide me through the process. You know, yeah. Ted Verrill, for example, has been chief of staff for Congressman Abraham for the last six years and it has done an amazing job. Um, so, you know, to have that comfort of knowing, hey, when I get up there, I can hit the ground running on day one yeah. is a blessing that a lot of members don't have. And I don't take that for granted. Um, can I tell you one quick story? Yeah, please. Okay. No. So, hey, it's a podcast. It's, it's up to you what we talk about. So um, just uh, to put it in perspective, what a whirlwind that day was, um, <laughs> we were sworn in and uh, Speaker McCarthy says uh, to, to my team, hey, we're going to need Julia and her whole family in my office at 415 for a family photo. And uh, I'm, a, I'm a mom with young kids, sure. so you know 415, yeah. uh, no nap times. Uh, <laughs> like, so I, in my naivety, naivety, you know, say, well, can maybe we rework that? And they're like, yeah, that's not how this works. This you know? is the time. <laughs> you will be here at 415 and you will be have smiles on your faces. And I said, well, I can't promise that for the kids. 
But we walk into his office, and um, he's so gracious. And uh, as Luke would say, there were a million gypsy trinkets, as he would call them, all around. <laughs> so my three-year-old, Jeremiah, is just mesmerized. And he stole the show, the social media oh, show. Oh, and I'm just tickled pink <laughs> about that. I thought my daughter might because she's kind of the uh, really outgoing one. But, no, nope, he stole the show in his little cowboy boots. But <laughs> anyway, so he stole this show, too. So we walk in. And uh, and Leader McCarthy gives him an LSU football, Nerf football, awesome. and a basketball, and he's just in heaven, and he's you know looking around, and I finally get Jacqueline settled, and and there's there's a brief pause in conversation, and we're assembling for the photo, <laughs> and Jeremiah looks at Speaker McCarthy, and he's like, "What else you got?" <laughs> <laughs> And I'm just mortified, and uh, you know it was funny from there on out. He said, "Oh, Julia's raising a bunch of Democrats." You know, uh, so. well, hey, look, he's trying to get Capitol Outlay back home. He's trying to get a road right. or a bridge. That, that kid knows how it works. That's right. That's right. So, That's hey, awesome. out of the mouths of babes, right? He really so. did steal that social media show. Oh, I remember man. just kind of like you know playing on my phone one day and yeah. like you know seeing the boots and I think the bow tie, if I remember right, That's and all it. that stuff. Oh That's yeah, he it. was rocking it. He oh, was yeah. game big gear going. Yep, exactly. So. So that was my first day, and cool. uh, then I walked over with Speaker McCarthy, and he showed me the ropes, how to vote. You know, <laughs> no one teaches you these things uh, when you're a newbie unless you go through orientation. Yeah, sure. So um, I'm just so um, thankful that, you know, the speaker, I mean, the leader took the time yeah, to do that. I mean, totally. who does that, right? He, he likes so. to call him speaker. You should continue. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he, right. he doesn't correct me when I say that. <laughs> I so. Not, yeah. so let me ask you this. So. You know, you, you hear so much about, you know, D.C. being divided mm-hmm. and all this stuff. But as, as the new kid in class, as you called it, um, have you, you know, it's been easy to meet your fellow colleagues on both sides of the aisle? Do you find it easy to bump in or is it more, no, everyone's kind of in their own clubhouse? Just give us how to take as a new person. Right. Does everyone walk up to you or is it just kind of like one side or the other? How, how's that working? Well, I definitely sense there is a division, yeah, right. <laughs> if I'm going to be honest, but that's not my personality type. Sure, right. uh, so I want to work with people across the aisle. I, you know, I ran on getting results for the 5th District. I'll do whatever totally. it takes. I'll work with whomever. Um, you know, I've, I don't buy into the division and, and the extremism on both sides. I think that common heads will prevail. Yeah. We can work together and do our jobs, you know, do what we were sent there to do. And that's I think to work that's together a and get brand results. that has been in that district for a long time. Yeah. I mean, that's how Rodney, you know, did that. That's yeah. how Ralph did that. And obviously Luke was well known for working with anyone and everyone. That's it. Whatever it took to make Louisiana succeed. So it doesn't surprise me that you're, you're carrying on that long held lineage there. Okay, so you're in Congress. Obviously, they've shown you where to press the vote, you know, where your office is and all that good stuff. So now here you are, you're trying to make your difference up there. So what are some of the committees you're on? Um, What are some of the issues you're looking at? What are some of the priorities in general for you as you say, all right, next year or two, this is what I want to focus on as I kind of wrap my arms around it? Well, you know, um, I, uh, as I traversed, again, all 24 parishes, I listened to the people of the district. Mm -hmm. Uh, The backbone of my district is ag. And, Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I won't lie to you. I grew up in Monroe, city girl, nice. <laughs> claim it. But I married a good old country boy, and she he did. moved me out to start. And uh, we've never really looked back. Uh, it's that rural, conservative way of life that yeah. I've grown to just love and respect and admire. And so listening to the people of my district, uh, talk to a lot of farmers, ranchers, and loggers along the way. I and they so. have some real concerns and issues. And you know, when you talk about food safety and security and food supply, we have the largest uh, in the world and we need to maintain it. And so, um, you know, it was an, uh, an honor to learn from them along the trail. 
and go and fight hard for that seat that Luke was going after on the Ag Committee. And I have to uh, give tremendous thanks and credit to Whip Scalise, uh, Garrett Graves, and others um, who really uh, made sure that uh, that seat would stay open for me. Uh, that was quite a battle that they had to fight. Uh, but that's going to serve my district so well. Um, when we talk about the farm bill that's coming down, those conversations are happening now. Um, it would be disingenuous of me to say that I am an expert in ag. Sure, of course <laughs> but, not. But um, I'm a quick learner, and I want to learn from people and what how I can best represent them on that committee. And so um, it's just been it's been a wonderful whirlwind of meetings. I've met with uh, Rick Crawford and uh, G.T. Thompson, and they have both been so gracious to uh, help me learn the ropes. But uh, I want to be a representative in the ag community, in the ag world. We actually... Uh, just hired on Zelly Duvall, and uh, she is a wonderful asset when it comes to ag policy. She's been in the in the um, arena for quite some time. Her dad, Zippy Duvall, uh, is actually the, I might not get the title right, but he is the president of the Farm Bureau for the U.S., so uh, that's pretty big deal. Uh, so the farmers were really excited about that hire, um, as yeah. am I. Um, but, you know, education is my background, sure. higher education. And so I was thrilled to uh, obtain a seat on the Ag, I mean, on the Ed and Labor awesome. Committee. So my subcommittees there are higher ed and K through 12. So, um, you know, higher ed, yep, that's my background. I have a lot to learn about K through 12. So, you know, I don't mind reaching out. Uh, that's the researcher in me, uh, the academic. I want to go ask questions. I want to learn from people. I've already been doing that, uh, finding experts in their fields who can help guide me and recommend um you know, actions that I take on these committees. So, so it's got to be interesting, you know, your background as an educator, right. you know, and having that, that higher ed background, being at the ground level, you know, at the classroom, at the campus level and all that. Now you're at the federal level where, right. you know, you're not there, you know, eyeball to eyeball with the students, but you're setting kind of a national policy. Do you see the world differently, do you think? Because you're up there, you know, at a D.C. level, but you came from that classroom campus level. Does it give you maybe a, a leg up on others because you know what it's like when these policies are set there and actually implemented down, you know, sure. in, in, in the real world? Yeah, so I, I'm i thankful you brought that up. I had an amazing conversation with ranking member Dr. Virginia Fox for Ed and Labor, mm -hmm. and um, she was um, telling me that her background, she was the president of a community college, and I believe I'm the only other person on that committee that has any really? higher education background that experience. Is that, that, that surprises so, me. Yeah. Right. And so they're responsible for writing the Higher Education Act. <laughs> that um, Maybe that explains a lot exactly. over the years. So, <laughs> right. So, uh, so it, it does. It, it's changed the way I think about policy and how uh, law is made and how it comes down and how it affects all assets, uh, facets of um, a state and um, how we educate our children and and how we receive funding. Um, so I'm soaking it all in, as you can That's imagine. Awesome. You know, only really three weeks on the job, but uh, it's been an eye-opening experience, and I'm excited to be a part of it. Um, but you know, what's so cool about, you know, our government is right. that, you know, we are a government of, of citizens, right? And so while you may be the newbie when it comes to, you know, how to vote and where to get down there, you're not the newbie when it comes to higher ed. In fact, in many ways, you're more of a seasoned vet than many of the people that you're on the committee That's with. It. And so you can step in and hit the ground running on day one, which That's is kind of cool, which yeah. is awesome. So let's talk about maybe in one issue that I know you're, you're taking a look at where ag and, and education kind of meet, which is yep, broadband. That's you know, it. If there's one thing the last year and a half has taught us that 
as people have worked from home, as kids have learned from home, at least we hope they've learned. <laughs> um, you know, the need for broadband, especially in rural areas, a district like yours is so important. So I know Congress is trying to help, and you're kind of looking at it. Give us your take on, on broadband, especially in rural areas, and what you'd like to see happen there. Well, we absolutely need it, and nothing like a pandemic, just like you said, uh, to bring to light how it's a necessity. You know, it's not just um, a matter of, um, convenience anymore, you know, I, when it comes to educating our children and providing health care for our district. And there are so many people in the fifth that don't have it, uh, including me. Right. And so, oh, really? um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but even coming from a higher education uh, perspective, there were students who were struggling having to go to, to McDonald's yeah. to complete their coursework. And so I can only imagine what our teachers, our K through 12 teachers were dealing with. Right. And um, even, Parents at home trying to work from home and having two children in school, um, it, it just it, and not have that rural broadband a- access, and then for all of us to be on Zoom calls all at the same time, it just it was a recipe for disaster. And so, um, you know, while I am so thankful that we were able to get back to school uh, rather quickly, there are so many of my colleagues who are their children still are in school and they don't have access to rural broadband. And so, when you think about how, what that does to a child and how far behind we are even now as a nation, um, it, it's, it's scary times. So I do feel like part of the solution is rural broadband. And, um, you know, I don't know everything there is to know about it yet, uh, but I'm excited to explore every avenue I possibly can to make sure that the 5th District receives it and all of Louisiana for that matter. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's been fun visiting with you, and I can speak on behalf of everyone in the state that we're so darn happy and pleased and proud of what you're doing and and, and going up there. And, you know, everyone's excited to see kind of where your career takes off from here. Um, Everyone's very familiar with the path you've taken to this point. But I think folks are just as excited to see where the path goes from here for you. And um, I know you're a faith-driven person, as as many of your constituents are, and I think there's a reason God put you uh, in this place, in this moment, to do great things, and I have no doubt that's going to happen. So thank you for joining us here today. Thank you for stepping up to serve, and um, let's let's stay in touch. Let's, Let's visit again sometime soon. Maybe once you learn a few more tricks from uh, uh, up there, maybe Jeremiah teaches you a few more things up there. We can kind of <laughs> see what's going on. That sounds great. Thank you so much for having me. All Stephen. right. That's been our visit with Congresswoman Julia Letlow. And um, we'll stay tuned maybe in a couple more months and see uh, what, what's been going on in her committees and more um, next time we visit. So thanks a lot.